you have your Bibles, turn to Luke chapter 22 tonight. I'm not going to keep you long. Uh, Wednesday nights I try to keep it short. Uh, it's midweek, everybody gets tired, everybody gets wore out. Ephesians tells us that uh, and hath raised us to, together and made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. There's something about being in the presence of the Lord in the house of God. With the people of God that helps our souls. In Luke chapter 22, Jesus is preparing to go to the cross. He's getting ready to leave. He's getting ready to go away. He knows his time is coming. He tells the disciples, there is a place I want you to find. You'll see a man bearing a pitcher of water. Follow him. And shall ask of the good man of the house, where's the guest chambers, the upper room, a place. I'm glad that God has prepared a place for us. He said, I want to go and prepare that place before I come. You must prepare it. There are a lot of things that we could say about the church tonight. But I believe this church has been prepared because of the presence of God. When they got everything prepared, the Bible said that Jesus came in, Jesus sat down, they communed with his disciples, and during that time of fellowship, Jesus looked at Peter and said to him in verse number 31, And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has desire to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. But I love verse 32. But I have prayed for thee, that thy faith fail not, and thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for all that you've done. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for all that you will do. Help us now to be what we need to be. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. I believe in prayers. We've seen prayer work here in the last month like never has been before. I'm a pessimistic. I look at things that's, you know, everybody looks at a half a glass of water. Some look at it half full. Some look at it half empty. I look at it like it's gone. Uh, I got the news about my kidneys, and I, it didn't shock me. I knew they were bad. Wasn't going to worry about it, but I did tell them I wasn't going to do dialysis. And I had started running for the last three weeks in my mind on how to prepare for my funeral, how to get things ready for it. I, I wasn't afraid. It wasn't, I wasn't being afraid or anything. I just, I'm just being prepared. That's what God, what Jesus was doing. He was preparing and I was trying to prepare things. Uh, but let me tell you what, I, I did some praying. And I did ask God for a lot of things. And I knew that God had it in His hands. And when I read that, He said, Simon, I have prayed for thee that your faith fail not. And I put myself right there. Jimmy, I have prayed for thee. 
that thy faith fail not. My faith hasn't failed, but I thank God for what He has done. I thank God what He has done around here. Amen. We've seen some people get healed. We've seen people get through some things. Uh, and if it hadn't been for that fellowship that we've had with Christ, we would have not have been seeing what we have been seeing. At that very moment, they were communing with the Master. Everything's getting ready to take place for which He had come for. The Last Supper, we call that. Jesus is sitting there with them. Uh, and can you imagine what it felt like for them to be sitting in the presence of Jesus? Even greater than that now, to know that the King of Kings sat down with you. That's what's happening tonight. A miracle that the King of Kings would take the time and come and sit down among us for just a little while so that we could feel His presence, feel His power, feel His touch among us tonight. So that everything that, everything that we complain about, tell him everything that we've gone through, all our issues, and he wants to hear them. And we sit down with him tonight in those places, in those intimate places. The disciples are sitting there with him. He begins to feed them. He begins uh, uh, providing the meal for them. He takes the bread and breaks it. And tells them, this is my body, which has been broken for you. Understand that you are here tonight because there was a God that sent His Son. And His body was broken for you and I. Not just His body. Then He said, this is, my, this is the cup of the New Testament, of my blood. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. And he gives them the cup. You understand tonight that the only reason that any one of us here tonight is because of the blood of Calvary. That the blood has washed us and cleansed us tonight. He gives them the words of triumph. If it couldn't get even better than what is going on, Jesus said that I am going to set you on a high place. I'm going to set you on a throne, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. In other words, he's saying, boys, we have won. No matter what happens, I will go to Calvary. The victory will be ours. I'll take this upon myself, and no matter what you go through from here on after, one thing you can count on, that you are victorious. Through my blood, and then if it couldn't get any better, I'm going to make you rulers. He tells the disciples, nobody likes you, but you're going to sit in high places. Who in the world am I to, that he would say that I'm going to sit in high places in heaven with him? Who am I? 
He gives them words of triumph saying, hey, you've overcome because I have overcome. But he also gives them words of trouble. But he's sitting there and then, don't, don't lose me right here. You got to understand, even on nights that the presence of God is all around us, and it's been good in our souls, and my soul needs the presence of God. Whether you need me or not, I need you tonight. I need the fellowship. You might need uh, uh, something. But every night we come and meet the Lord, he said, uh, you're sitting here in the glory of God. We're sitting here in triumph. But it leaves them there. It's good to sit here. But when you leave here and let step out in that world, there's an enemy out there that's wanting to destroy you. The one that wants to oppress you. By the time you get out of here, there is, he's going to be right at your back door. Some of you might have been argument, arguing before you got here. When you leave out the door and get in your car and leave out, you're going to pick that argument right back up. Amen. The enemy is trying to rob you uh, of what the presence of God has given you. He wants to take it from you. He wants all your joy. He does not want you to walk out of here feeling the presence of God. He's whispering in your ear right now. That's not going to help you when you walk out the door. Can I tell you, even in here, the presence of God, but also you can have the presence of God when you walk out the door. Simon, behold, he said, Simon, pay attention. Satan has desired to sift you as wheat. Satan wants you. Satan wants you tonight. Satan wants your children tonight. Satan wants your worship tonight. Satan wants your joy tonight. He's coming to oppress. He's coming to rob everything that God gives you tonight. I've walked out of some of the best services in my life only to walk out and bad news hit me on the phone. Walk out and some tragedy had come into my life. Some happiness, uh, some happened sickness or uh, some tragedy, some family torn up. Because the enemy desires to sift you tonight. But he can't sift you unless he binds you. He has to bind you first. They got to go out and bind up together. Those hands that were raised the other day shouting and praising God, He wants to bind you from raising your hands. He wants to, by the time you raise your hand tonight and praise God by tomorrow morning, He wants to bind you up. Those hands that were giving God the glory in that moment of triumph, he wants to bind them down. He wants to weigh you down. He'll weigh you down with the flesh. 
So to get to the point that you don't want to raise your hands and give God glory no more. You don't want to raise your hands in victory anymore because he's so oppressing you that you don't feel like God is working with you. You feel like you're defeated. Feeling like God has not heard any of your prayers. That's what the enemy wants to do. Sometimes the enemy wants to bind you up in the goodness of God. Sometimes we forget how fast, how good God has been in our lives. We forget what God has done for us. How fast we forget how, how far He has brought us. Listen, I don't want to forget Tonight where God brought me from. And what God has done in my life. How good he's been to me. God, don't, don't let me forget what you've done for me in my life. The time you picked me up from that miry clay and set my feet on a solid rock. Don't let me forget that. There's times God's reached down and healed my body. Don't let me forget that. But it's easy for the enemy to blind you for the goodness of God. When God has done something, the enemy will come by and take that vision of what God is from you and you don't remember what God has done for you. I don't ever want to lose that memory of what God has done for me in my life. I might have felt you Sunday and Sunday night, but here it is. I don't know if I'm feeling you tonight. I don't know if I'm doing, but let me just tell you, I've been feeling God all day today. Do you understand part of sifting that, that process? When in sifting, it's beating. It's a beating. They wrap the weed up in a cloth. The enemy will start uh, beating you and, and start telling you uh, that nobody cares, that God doesn't care, and then he'll start wrecking your life. He starts making up stuff. You're running through your head. You lose focus. You can't worship. You can't pray. You can't read because he's in your head. Telling you nobody cares. Not even God cares for you. God wakes you up at 3 o'clock in the morning. Lay somebody on your heart to pray for. And a devil will come to your mind and telling you, just keep on sleeping. He just keeps on beating, just keeps on beating, just keeps on beating, just keeps on beating. He's trying to separate you from everything that God has done for you. And everything is stacked against you to the point that you're really ready just to give it up and quit. Just beating, 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 beating. Have you ever looked up to the Lord and said, Lord, please make it stop. Please make it stop. But the devil keeps on beating and keeps on beating, just keeps on beating. Please, God, let things get fixed in my life. And the devil just keeps on hitting you, just keeps on hitting you. You keep saying, God doesn't hear me. And it seems like God doesn't care that the devil is beating me down day in, day out. 
The devil will say, see, God doesn't care about you. He doesn't care about what's going through. There are people here tonight that you've been beaten down for months. You've been begging and pleading. God, please make it stop. What's the purpose of all this? I'm glad you asked. Because at the end of the beating, at the end of the threshing, everything has to be separated. And they take that cloth that the wheat's wrapped in and they open it up and they throw it up in the air and the wind comes by and blows the shafts away, but the wheat falls down on the threshing floor. Do you know what the threshing floor is? solid rock <laughs> when you fall down you fall on the solid rock of Jesus Christ the devil may beat me down the devil may come at me but constantly beating at me beating at me but I know at the end that when he beats me to the point I fall I fall where I need to fall and that is on the Lord Jesus Christ but here's the problem when the wind blows, there are a lot of Christians getting blown away with the wind, the shafts too. We're letting our faith falter. We're not standing up for what we believe anymore and claiming to the fact that your God is still in control. Your God is still a healer. Your God is still a forgiving God. Your God is still a full of grace. Uh, don't get blown away by the wind. The, wet, the shafts are so light that wind blows them away. But the wheat is so heavy that it falls back on the rock. The rock. When you're getting beaten down in your life, you'll fall back on the rock. When you can't take it anymore, you'll fall back on the rock. And we know the rock. We all, the Bible says we all drank from the spiritual rock. And that rock was Christ. I'm telling you, it will do you good tonight to get up from your pew tonight and fall down on the rock tonight and say, God, one more time. Give it to me one more time. I'm going to believe one more time. I'm going to pray one more time. I'm going to believe that you are able to do what you said you do one more time. Because what we fall back on is the rock. The good master. Don't let me get blown away by the wind. Let me fall where I need to fall, back on the rock. There are people here tonight, the enemy has been beating you over and over and over and over. Coming at you from all different ways. It's not just the devil, it might be somebody you know in your life that's coming at you, just beating you, beating you, beating you, beating you, beating you. Fall on the rock. Fall on the rock. You know, there's times that we blame God, but it's our fault only. Because we're not doing what God has told us to do. 
We let the wind carry us away. How close are you tonight from being blown away by the wind? How faithful are you tonight? Or you may be at the point that you're about ready to give up. The devil's come after me time and time and time again. And he's told me over and over and over again. He's waking me up many a nights in the last few weeks saying, You're through. You're done. Ain't nobody can help you and your God can't help you. And I got to the point where I start to believe it. I start thinking, you're right, devil. You're right. I, I don't think anybody's going to help me. But this morning, God, God says, I'm still in control. I'm still in charge. Don't let the devil get in your mind. Don't let him whisper in your ear because I'm still God. And I have to praise God. I have to say, Lord, let my faith be one more time in you. I want to believe in you one more time. I believe that you're able to do the things you said you'll do one more time. I don't want to be blown away. But you will get beaten down. You will get beaten down. This world will beat you down. The flesh will beat you down. And the devil will beat you down. But there is a rock that we can fall on. No matter what comes your way. He is the rock. He sent him to prepare a place. He's gone to prepare a place. And I'm glad he's gone to prepare a place because he said, if I go, I'll come again. He is the solid rock. Are you 